I've got a few notes here, but from 1973 to 2018, um, male sperm count has decreased by 51.6%. Wow. So over half. So like, I don't think people understand how. Welcome back to the In-Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. We have helped hundreds of people reach their goals. And this podcast is a chat about the journey along the way teachable moments and topics we think will help you reach your goals as well. If we haven't met before, my name is Jack, I'm the PT and joining me is my partner Mac. She is the nutrition coach and soon to be psychologist. Can't breathe. Yeah, same. Is, is, it the, is it the dust or the air or something? Mm. Same. What is up everybody? Welcome back to our podcast. Uh, first up, thank you everybody for all your support, um, your interactions, your questions. Your, every time somebody reaches out and talks about the podcast with us, I really enjoy it because it just goes to show that people are listening and listening enough so they can actually understand it and ask questions about the topics we talk about. So that's really cool. I actually enjoy that. So we're always there if you want to reach out. Obviously, socials is probably the best place to reach out and contact us and talk about these topics. But what I want to do is ask you all a favor. If you're listening to this, you probably heard it from a friend or family. Generally, podcasts do grow by word of mouth. We don't advertise this podcast. We Obviously, we talk about it on social media and all that sort of stuff. But you probably heard this podcast, about this podcast from a friend, family member, on social media, email maybe. However you heard about it, I want you to pay that forward. So if you got referred to this podcast from a friend or family member, I want you to refer it on to another friend or family member. Or if, you, if you've seen it on social media, then post about it on social media. Tag us so we know you've done it. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Again, I can't believe how much this has grown over the last couple of months. So every time I see the stats, I am very thankful for all of you listening. Um, but Mac done a second solo podcast this week. Yeah, today came out. Well, what day is it actually today? Friday, <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> came out on alcohol and your health. I thought it was just fitting to talk about alcohol considering Christmas time is like, I think the time that people consume the most alcohol in the whole, out of the whole year. Yeah, definitely for Australians anyway, yeah. um, because it's summer, it's hot. Everybody seems to have a big day and it's hot, so you... Crave a drink. <laughs> crave a cold drink. Um, so any highlights from that podcast you want to tell people about to go back and listen to? No, honestly, just go listen to it. <laughs> I mean, we talk about alcohol often on here, so it's pretty much just a more in-depth episode on the things that we briefly touched on in the Friday show. It is only, it's a shorter one as well this week. So I think it's only like 25 minutes. So it's just like, here's the stuff you guys should know. The re, like, I've, I, was, I was very skeptical about recording a, a podcast on alcohol because it's a very controversial topic because people love it so much. Mm -hmm. So it took me a few goes to record it because I was like, how can I convey this in a way that isn't going to be offensive? So it's pretty much just the things that I wish that I knew about alcohol like five years ago, honestly, in a short 25 minute episode. Yeah, and it's not a whole episode about just 
it's bad to drink. drink. Yeah. yeah, it's just infam- like like anything. Like you need to know the effects of sugar on your body. Not that I don't think you should ever eat sugar again, but you know there's certain things that sugar does do to your body that is very harmful. So watching your intake of sugar is very important. So same with alcohol. Just the more information you have, the better choices you can make and exactly. the healthier person you're going to be. All right. So the first one, following on from one topic that usually gets people down about not drinking, I heard this study and it actually scared me. But not too many things scare me. And I started putting a couple of things together. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be real bad. And I've actually spoken about this in person with a couple of people about how this is getting in about, I don't know, 50 years, this is going to be a massive epidemic that's going to affect the whole human race. So this is a little excerpt from this. So this was a meta-analysis analysis done over... Which is a collection of multiple different studies. Yes. And they're all compared to one another, just for people that don't know what a meta-analysis is. Um, so it was done over 40 years. So Wow. 73 till now. So like thousands and thousands of studies and not only studies they did, uh, they added in articles and just other, I forget what they called them, but you can, I'm, I'm actually going to link this so people can go through it and read it anyway. So I'm going to read you a little bit from it and I want you to think about what they're talking about. Okay. It's hard to sort of read this bit without giving it away, but basically they're saying this is going to impact the survival of the human species. What do you think could severely impact the survival of the human species? Uh, I really don't know. At home, what do you think? Uh, So it's in regards to men's health. Oh, it's got to be something to do with... Like testosterone then, right? It's close, yeah. So sperm count. So this is actually crazy. I've got a few notes here. But from 1973 to 2018, um, male sperm count has decreased by 51.6%. Wow. So over half. So like... I don't think people understand how much that is actually going to affect the human species because, what, in 40 years, it's decreased 50%. So in another 20 years, Mm. even if it decreases another 25%, there's not much left. Um, And that, what was the, do you know, was it a weird, um, like, the control group? Of all of their studies, do you know if it was weird, like Western educated? Oh yeah, so it's all over the world. So it's okay. actually a really well done study. Like so, pretty much every continent on the on the earth. I don't think Australia was included in them. <laughs> ne- never really is. But like you can like, it was mostly America, Africa, Asia, and some European countries as well. Yeah. So they pulled it like they pulled all these studies and articles and everything from all over the world. And it's a global thing. It's not just isolated. It's not just there, the yeah. Western world. So they went on to say how much this is going to impact, like, guys' health. But not only that, like, reproduction. Yeah. So I've sort of spoken about this on the podcast before, how the Western world is reaching its peak of population and we're starting the downtrend. 
Um, and that's got a lot to do with obviously, you know, women being more educated and spending longer time, like, you know, wanting to chase their dreams rather than just having babies, having babies and staying at home, which is hundred percent a move in the right direction. Um, but then you add in this and then like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about, um, female reproduction uh, hormones and all that sort of stuff with the pill, mm. how that stuff ended up, it is quite scary to see where it's going to end up. And so do you know what is like, have they pinpointed anything is that is like the main cause or there's multiple causes? No. So they actually said like they are calling it out a lot in the study that more research needs to be done on this mm. on why this is trending down. They don't actually know why it's trending down. Obviously there's a lot of different factors that would go into it. And um, we'll talk about testosterone in a second, but yeah, they, they're actually in the study, they're like, more money needs to be put into research on this trend because it is going to affect the human species survival. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I do keep seeing on social media from people like um, Jordan Peterson and Ray Dalio, like the Western world needs to get their act together and stop sort of glorifying not reproducing. Like I, I get not everyone wants to have a baby, but also all the other continents are overtaking our population mm. and like the structure of our civilization. And if we are about to go on like a downfall mm. and then they're coming up to their peak, then is it going to switch? Like is the power in the world going to switch? Yeah, 100%. I can't remember what book it was that I heard somebody referencing. But basically, if you have a look at what's happening in the Middle East, so the Middle East is starting to, I guess you could say, come online. So the internet is coming, becoming more widespread over there. So a lot more people are getting educated and all that sort of stuff. So more money, money is being made there, more freedom, I guess you could say, to a certain extent, depending on where you are in the Middle East and all those areas. So their population is booming at the moment, mm. going crazy, where you've got the Western world, it's starting to decline. So um, yeah, obviously, you could go back to well the baby boomers. That's why they're called the baby boomers after World War Two, the baby boomer generation. It's because the Western world had peace and prosperity. Everybody is making babies. Making babies. <laughs> they were the baby boomers, the biggest, um, the largest population of people born in that era in the Western, and it just declined from there. Mm. But then you add in this study of sperm count and all that sort of stuff. It's crazy. And they did touch on testosterone and how um, low, low sperm count is associated with low testosterone. And they were saying how men's health is starting to decline and all-cause mortality rate is going up as well. So the risk of all types of different deaths and how you would die is increasing. So men aren't living as long either, mm. which is a big thing. Um, because like we are saying in the um, female reproductive and hormone thing, how um, bone health is one of the biggest factors you need to look after as you get older. Low testosterone can increase your bone health as well. So when you start having falls and trips and what you breaking mean decrease and decrease, you start, you know, dying a lot earlier, which is crazy. 
Yeah, it, like especially considering the amount of technology and stuff we have and we're meant to be able, like everyone's focusing on living longer. Mm. <laughs> but now it's it's like without, like everyone's focusing on longevity, but at the same time, the life expectancy is decreasing. Like how does that yeah, work? You know? It's crazy. And obviously technology does have its place, but I think it is almost a hindrance now because people rely on it too much mm. like so i did want to bring up the testosterone guide i wrote that you can buy but i was just going to go over it now like obviously if you buy the guide it's going to be in more detail but there's five things that you can do that has nothing to do with technology all that sort of stuff to, to increase your testosterone and yes increase your testosterone but for all the females out there you can do this as well and it's going to help you regulate your estrogen and help increase your estrogen and be healthier as well so the first one what do you think it is weightlifting i was yeah i was going to say sleep oh. <laughs> but sleep because sleep is obviously getting worse and worse mm -hmm. like you think think about it from 73 when this study first was done to now technology's gotten a bit like a lot more prominent in our lives so obviously that's had a lot more effect on our sleep and you know sleep cycles and that sort of stuff so sleep is very important and everybody struggles with sleep these days so i think that is probably going to be one of the biggest factors contributing to this you, what you're looking at me like you're waiting for me to say something yeah i was <laughs> um so if you like Again, I can't stress this enough. You can do all this other stuff that we're going to talk about, but sleep is the most important thing. And like, if you're doing all the right stuff, but you're only sleeping a couple of hours a night, then yeah, it's all useless. Yeah. And even not even just like technology, but just the cult. I don't know if it's just my social media at the minute, but it seems to me that the hustle culture is like the cool thing to do. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everyone wants to be social media famous or viral or whatever. Mm. So like sleep is far less high, like high on the priority scale because for you to fit in with the hustle culture, you have to sleep less. You have to work all these hours and do all these things online. And it's just not cool. <laughs> it's yeah. not cool to get like eight hours of sleep a night. But your productivity goes up even more when you get more sleep. Yeah. When you get the right amount of sleep. So sleep is the governing thing start improving your sleep second would be lifting weights mm -hmm. i want to talk about this because everybody we've spoken about this how, how many times everybody just associates lifting weights with looking better you mm -hmm. only lift go to the gym because it helps you look better but lifting weights is like the best multivitamin that you can have nothing increases your health better than lifting weights and nothing is even close so no pills no supplements there is nothing out there that helps you live healthier be healthier live longer than lifting weights yeah so that's why you lift weights to live longer and yes one good side effect of that is that you'll start looking better so i can't yeah lift weights even if you don't want to even if you don't want to look good or anything like that it's not a vain thing it's a health thing yeah what's the third is food um again i it's i guess it's no we spoke about this last week how much sugar people more sugar yeah. people are eating processed food um 
like since 73, when they first started taking all these studies in, how much sugar has increased in our diets, how much processed foods increased in our diets, how much like trans fats and bad fats and all that sort of stuff, which all affect your hormones. Mm. I don't care what anybody says, the studies are there, they do affect your hormones, which ends up affecting your health. And like, I, think it's, I think it's funny how like older people now eat processed food and like my nan, for example, eats the most processed food ever. And she's like, oh, but we used to eat the same when I was a kid, you know, and it mm. was considered a normal diet. And I was like, but the cornflakes you ate then and the cornflakes you eat today are two completely different products. Different. <laughs> like completely, completely different. different. And it, actually, it would be so cool to actually try like a cereal from the 70s, yeah. like cornflakes. They're still around. They've been around since then. Like try them since back then, like a bowl next to each other and taste a difference. Yeah. It'd be, it'd actually be pretty cool to do. If anybody's got a box of cornflakes from 73, <laughs> Yuck. let us know. Um, what How would to? the preservatives be, do you think? Like they wouldn't have lasted. Like the preservatives in the now, there's probably a lot more than there was back then. Because like back then you buy a loaf of bread and within two days, you have, you have to, to throw it out. Yeah. Whereas now, bread lasts so long, it freaks me out. Yeah. It can last weeks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, what was that? Three? Yep. Fourth? Sun exposure? Yeah. Now this is a tricky subject, cause especially in Australia. So sun, vitamin D, all that sort of stuff, it's all from the same place, is really good for you. But too much sun exposure is really bad for you. So it's like anything else we're talking about. Like, like I said, sugar's not bad for you, but too much sugar is really bad for you. Mm. A little bit of sun's good for you, but a lot of sun is really bad for you, especially in Australia. I can't stress that enough. Now, I'm not talking about going out and getting sunburnt every day. I'm just talking about getting outside and just a 30 to 40 minute walk outside. We'll, we spoke about this several weeks ago, how walking can increase your lifespan. Mm. Do it outside. You're going to get sun as well, which increases your vitamin D, which helps regulate your hormones. Yeah. Do you, on, the, on the topic of Australia and, and being scared of getting in the sun for too long. Did you know that TikTok is actually banning any content that glorifies tanning, sun tanning, being in the sun for too long? Like that's their priority to, to like monitor people getting a tan over all the other, shit. All the other crap that like, that's just how much Australia emphasizes, um, or I guess maybe experiences skin cancer and stuff like that. And there should be a, rational fear like you should that fear should be there like you shouldn't just be like oh sun get burned each day every time i go out that's that's not a good thing to do like yeah. having a healthy respect for the sun and the fact that you can get skin cancer and die yeah you need to understand that i think like if you're going to spend time in the sun or you want to spend more time in the sun for your health and testosterone or whatever just put sunscreen on like you still get sun, the sun, your skin still absorbs the vitamin D. You just don't, it just blocks like some of the UV. Mm. So, yeah. Um, the last one is basically just being social. So for guys, testosterone works better when you're around other guys doing guy things and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. And I feel like that's even a little bit frowned upon these days, like guys getting together and I don't know, doing manly things and stuff and all that sort of stuff obviously don't be dickheads but just getting out and being around other guys and chatting even just like combine the three 
do a workout outside with some males mm. a couple of times a week and that's going to help improve like just your mental state obviously a lot of that goes into mental state as well because you're going to be out talking to guys doing what guys do all that sort of stuff i think one downfall of that though is that guys often just drink when they get together mm. That's true. Like, especially in Australia, what do you do if you hang out with your mates? You go get beers. Yeah. And I, that could be another big contributing thing to this. Alcohol, alcohol. consumption. Yeah. Because, yes, alcohol's been around since men have been around. But I guarantee you, same thing with the alcohol. If you go back 100 years, the alcohol would be very different to what it is now. Very different. It wouldn't even be the same, like, same thing. No. Um, and then, like, you even go back thousands of years. Like they still had wine back then, but the wine back then you would not be drinking compared to the wine now. Yeah. It was literally just fermented fruit. Um, so, yeah. Um, just think about those things. So sleep, working out, um, food, sun, and socializing. They all, it's just all about a rounded life, having a good experience. One thing I just did want to touch on before we get into this, because... Like I said at the start of this, I did look at the stats of how much this podcast is growing and most of the guys listening to this are over 30. Hmm. So most of them would have families and would have kids by now. Um, and they'd be like, well, I'm fine. I've got kids. There's nothing wrong with me. It's not necessarily you. It's your kids that gonna, are going to really suffer. Um, whether they're guys or girls, obviously the reproductive system in the western world is yeah not going so well so you like by you doing all these things to improve your health it gives you a good example for the kids so they understand that that's part of life and they can do it which is going to help them you know live a healthier life whether they want to have kids of their own and all that sort of stuff that's a thing that they decide on but doing all these things so you have a good productive a good reproductive system Mm. whether you have kids or not is a good thing for your health and longevity yeah i think it's funny how like i just finished doing a biology unit and the whole evolution is based on literally they call it fitness so like a guy's priority is to have peak fitness and by peak fitness that is to have as many offspring that are his as possible ideally males because then they can keep carrying on his genes and his fitness and it just like goes down the train and I don't know somewhere along the line with lot like obviously like you said with women not wanting to have as many children we lost it but now it's like not I feel like it's not really a priority for a guy to worry about how well his genes are going to be carried on yeah because like you obviously made your child and if you're thinking about having a child I think that all the stuff Jack just spoke about is even more important because we just forget about how much of us goes into making the kid Mm. like if you have a crap lifestyle then you're passing on genes that can later turn into like cancer and that's that's extreme but like bad things like epigenetics where your environment turns on certain genes Mm. like if you're passing down bad genes to your kids then i don't know it's just like a downstream negative waterfall effect yeah so in the real world you might be drinking and smoking your whole life and be fine and live you know a relatively healthy life and all that like drinking and smoking might not affect you but you're passing the genes on to your kids 
and then it might like it it very well could affect them yeah. in different ways yeah. so what you do does affect your kids yeah when they're born and their kids and then their kids it's, yeah it's pretty crazy but yeah all right um anything else left on that topic no. What is up, everybody? Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, you are going to love our guides and ebooks. Mac has put them all in the one spot so you can easily find the guide that will help you achieve your goals. There is over 15 to choose from. No matter what your goal is, we've got you covered. Losing weight, building muscle, shopping guides, meal plan templates, recipe books, hormone guides, everything you need to know about your menstrual cycle. And for the guys, I have written an ebook, Raising Your Testosterone Naturally. So make sure you hit the shop link below and find what guide will help you achieve your goals. So either hit the link below or go to www.insitucollective forward slash shop. That is www.in-situcollective.com forward slash shop. The one habit or behavior that I think we often fail with is delaying our, our caffeine intake in the morning. Would you agree? Yes, that's like, delicious. <laughs> we talk about just like, we talk about habits and routines and all the things you should include and do to live a healthy life. And I like, we don't often talk about the things that we struggle with or are bad at. We always talk about the things that we do though. And I think in the past we've brought up coffee intake in the morning so often, like, we just spoke about sleep and like I think the first thing we usually bring up when we talk about sleep, maybe after blue light blockers, but then is delaying your caffeine intake by an hour and a half to two hours in the morning. Mm. And we struggle with it sometimes. We go through phases like most normal people, we're still normal humans. We'll go through phases where we'll get up every morning and go for a walk so that we get the sunlight in our eyes, which is the optimal thing to do in the morning. And then that also allows us to delay our coffee for probably two hours, sometimes hour and a half, which is also the optimal thing to do in the morning if you want to have more energy and focus and be more productive. But sometimes we just fall off, off, off that wagon and we get up and have a coffee immediately. Mm. And I just wanted to, I guess, bring it up because this time of the year, everyone is always talking about and complaining about how exhausted they are and how much stuff there is to do. And likely because of that, you increase your caffeine intake by a lot. And I think rather than increasing your caffeine intake, you should just maybe look at pushing back the time that you have your coffee in the morning instead. Mm. Because this week we have got back on the coffee delay wagon and I think that it is it has already made such a massive difference in my ability to concentrate in the afternoon. So like last week we were getting up, having a coffee, watching a YouTube interview of some we try to watch some sort of how would you describe our morning content consumption? Some sort of inspiring or thought provoking thought provoking YouTube interview. And then we do whatever, get dressed and stuff like that. But then by like two o'clock, even one o'clock, I've been like cactus, mm. exhausted, tired, ready to go to bed. And then it's, it, it has also been so hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. And usually I'm like, the sun's up, I'm up, I'm ready to go. 
But then because we've been having our coffee so early and it just ruins your, um, what's it called? Circadian rhythms. Yeah, it just ruins your circadian rhythms for the next 24, 48 hours. Mm. So I think, I don't know, I just wanted to remind everybody that delaying your coffee now, especially this time of the year, is going to be extremely beneficial in your productivity, I don't know, your mood, everything. Yeah. And this is, like like Max said, we struggle with this. Like this is something we always fall back into and this can have a massive impact on your health and your goals if you're working out, all that sort of stuff because of stress, hormones, all that sort of stuff. In the morning, they're the, at their best and if you go stuffing it up with caffeine and all that sort of stuff, you, you're just sort of ruining your day and the gains you've done, like all the workouts you've done the day before. Um, but it is one of the hardest things because it's so, I don't know whether it's when you wake up, you just got no willpower and it's like coffee will give me willpower. Mm. I want that coffee. But then at the same time, it's bad for you to have it straight away. Um, and most people we talk to do struggle with this and it's very hard. Yeah. For me personally, I just like the act of getting up, having a coffee in my pajamas and just like slowly being ready to do stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I really like that. It's But I also think it's kind of a winter thing because it's dark in the morning in winter and it's cold and you don't want to get out of your pajamas and all of those things. But yeah, I listened to Andrew Huberman's Pod. He did a long podcast on coffee, finally. I've been waiting for it for so long last week. I'm only halfway through it because they're so long. But it just like reignited the, I guess, motivation for me to delay my coffee intake. And like you don't have to go for a walk. Like we go for a walk for 40 minutes most of the time. But even if it's raining, I try to just like do the washing and the dishes and chores rather before I have my coffee, like just to push it out. Because I find if we get up and don't go anywhere, all I want is a coffee. Mm. And it's right there, we've got a coffee machine. So it's like, we don't even have to leave the house to go and get a coffee. It's so tempting. Um, I'd say a cold shower. It, oh, in between. It, yeah, so if you do struggle, you get up and you go straight for that coffee, try adding in the cold shower. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't, you know, there's not a lot of health benefits to a cold shower. It's more a mental state thing. But having that cold shower will help you kick that coffee back a little bit because obviously you need a lot of willpower to jump in and have a cold shower. I usually do half and half. So I'll do a hot shower, get into a hot shower, as hot as I can stand. And then the other half I'll turn full cold and finish my shower off in the cold. But it does just, it just, wakes you up it gives you that energy it turns your brain on without the caffeine mm. and then when you have that coffee it's almost just like an extra boost of yeah energy it's it i'd, I'd really like the, the people listening to try that and let me know how you go if it changes your energies at or energy levels if it does give you that little extra oomph because it i'm sure it's not just me who gets that extra oomph out of the coffee after the cold shower. No, I've been having cold showers this past week. I don't know what, there wasn't a moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to start having cold showers. I was just, I've just been having my coffee super early. So I'm like, I feel like crap. I've been super tired. Um, let's just do everything at once. <laughs> like morning walk, delay my coffee, have a cold shower. And 
yeah, I think the biggest change that I've noticed is my ability to wake up and get straight out of bed. Like mm. you have it, like say like this morning, you might delay your coffee, even if it's for half an hour, 15 minutes, mm. anything is better than having it immediately. And then you will see the effects that day, but it's more the next day and the day after that, that you're really going to see the effects yeah. of delaying it. Unfortunately, like we always say, when it's regard to sleep, you don't see things straight away. You don't see those results straight away. It's not like a gym where if you do a bicep curl, you feel like your muscles are pumping. So it feels like you almost got that instant feedback. Yeah. Where sleep, it can take a little while for those results to start kicking in, like energy-wise, waking up, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Falling asleep, we actually had a conversation with a client yesterday about caffeine and he's struggling to get to sleep. And if you're somebody that, you know, does struggle to calm down and go to sleep, you're probably having caffeine too late in the day. Um, we sort of told him, as, as we always say, don't have caffeine past lunchtime. So no caffeine past 12 o'clock. If you can, bring it back at another hour or two. So you're almost combining your caffeine intake to what, a couple of hours in the morning. Mm. So if you can do that, then do that but um yeah try not to have too much caffeine later in the day as well something that i heard on hubes's podcast too was that the quarter life of caffeine so say you have a hundred milligrams of caffeine 25 milligrams of caffeine is still going to be active in your body for 12 hours after you consume it that (laughs) that blew my mind 12 hours afterwards so most coffees like if you get a large coffee in Australia, that's probably going to be between 150 to 250 milligrams of caffeine, depending on how strong the bean is, how the bean's roasted. Mm. Um, and how many people do you talk to who's, oh, caffeine doesn't affect me? Everyone. Yeah. It, it might not affect you and then it might not give you the energy boosts and all that sort of stuff, but it is still in your body and it is still stopping all these things from happening, melatonin, all that sort of stuff, from get you getting to sleep. It's like the same people that say alcohol helps me get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol does, yeah. Passing out from alcohol doesn't help you get a good night's sleep. All right. Let, hang on, before we move on to the questions, I just wanted to, let's quickly give our morning routine because I often, I always get asked our morning routine actually, to be honest. Yeah. So we get up, Rollo wakes us up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. When the sun comes up. When the sun comes up. We feed the dogs, we get dressed, and we take the dogs for a walk. Anywhere between 20 minutes and 40 minutes. And then we come back, have a coffee, watch a YouTube something, post on social media sometimes, have a cold shower, start work. Mm. Right? Did I forget anything? Um, That's about it. That's pretty much it. Um, Take what you want from that. That's, that's our, our optimum one. Like we said, we struggle with it. Some days it's not so good. Some days it's half that. We try and do our best. All right, listen to questions. Okay. I've got one about motivation. How do you stay motivated at this time of the year? I feel so exhausted. Do you want to stay... First, you say how you stay motivated to work, I guess, and exercise and eat well, and then I'll... I guess I'll go. Um... Yeah, like I said, I've just, I guess the longer we've been doing this, the more education, the more I understand, the more I learn. All this stuff I do 
isn't necessarily something that I need to be motivated to do. Mm. I just do it. Yeah. Like for a couple of weeks, like I've only just starting enjoy started enjoying working out again. Probably for a good month and a half, I, like, I was still doing all my workouts every week, but I'm not. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I normally do. Just a little bit of an injury, a lot going on, like. When I go to the gym, there's a lot going through my head, so I can't calm down and remove myself from work and work out. So there's just a lot going on, but it's just still something I do because regardless of what it, I want to do, it's good for me and I need to do it. Mm. Um, so that's I just understand that for me, I understand that I need to do these things to stay healthy and live a long life. I guess when you feel unmotivated and you're, like why am I bothering, zoom out a bit and look at the bigger picture. Like what do you want out of life? How long do you want to live for? What do you want to achieve? And when I zoom out a bit and look at, you know, the next 20 or 30 years, I'm like, fuck, I need to do a lot today mm. <laughs> so I can achieve those things. Because um, so once I start doing it, once I look at that, I'm like, okay, I'm keen, I'm ready, I've got to work, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and I'll get back into it. Um yeah, what about you? I was going to say something similar. I would say that I don't rely, like we don't rely on motivation anymore. We don't let motivation determine whether we go to the gym or whether we eat well or whether we work for two hours or eight hours. I think I heavily rely on a routine mm -hmm. and habits. Like if I have a solid routine and I don't have to so much think about when am I going to go to the gym, what time am I going to go to the gym, who should I go to the gym with, or yeah, stuff like that. If, it, if I just know, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I go to the gym at four, then I don't have to think about it. It's just going to happen. Mm. And also lately, I've been thinking about it, like you could take this the wrong way or the right way, but I've been thinking about it. What's the point of me doing it just one time? Like what's the point of me just doing one workout for the whole week? You know what I mean? What's the point of me just having one cold shower every three months? There's no point. I might as well. If I'm going to suffer through it once, I might as well keep doing it and actually get a benefit out of it rather than just randomly doing one class, one workout class or something. And then it feels like a waste to me. Mm. I don't know. If I just think about things like that, like, and also this, um, I guess we should address like this time of year because it's super busy. I think that having a routine or a schedule and like booking your workouts in or the things that are going to make you feel more energetic, like sleep, booking those things into your work calendar, how you would book anything in, like a meeting. You wouldn't just cancel a meeting and not go to the meeting at all. You would reschedule the meeting. So just think about like exercise, I think especially while you're still at work, about the same. And honestly, I just don't really understand why like I know it's December and it's busy and Christmas is coming, but I feel like there's this whole big like energetic build up for December to end. Yeah. And that is so, so draining. If you get on that train, like that mindset of like, I just can't wait for December to end. I have to hang out until the end of December before I can start anything. Like January 1st is the exact same day as the last day of 2022. Mm. Like nothing magical happens overnight. I just don't get it. So stop, like a lot of people that I've spoken to on social media are just like, oh, I won't worry about it now. I'll just start next year. That is 
I keep saying to them, yeah, but if you started now, you could already be two weeks ahead yeah. next year. You'll already have the momentum to keep going. You'll already have a habit. You'll already rely on motivation less. I don't know. Yep. Um, I was going to say the same thing. Um, just it, for whatever reason, there's always a build up each year and then people feel like they can relax and do what they want, but just organize yourself. If if you're organized yourself and like Max said, have everything scheduled in, um, even when, I always say to my clients, when times do get busy and you know you've got a big week on, think ahead and prep your food, do what you need to do so you can maintain your habits. Try and make your own life easier. Like mm. you're allowed to do that. Do, do people, I think people forget that they are in control to some degree. Like they can do, like you can act to make your own life easier. And it's sort of like they do on the aeroplanes when they say when the oxygen masks, masks fall down from the ceiling, put your own on before you help others. Yeah. Because you can't breathe. True. And a lot of people forget to put their own oxygen masks on and help themselves, burn themselves out which, you know, then burns everybody else out around them because they're burning out and everybody's just burning each other out. Yeah. Where you are allowed to take time and look after yourself. Like, yes, work's important. Yes, family's important. But those aren't going to happen if you're sick or, you know, you're burnt out. Yeah. So put your own oxygen mask on. Think about yourself and your own well-being. And it makes life a whole lot easier. Yeah. All right. Last question. We have a client going from Sydney to LA, which is a 14 to 15 hour flight. And they were asking about exercises and things to do on an aeroplane. Suggestions. <laughs> I, I laughed when he asked this and just basically said, how venturous do you feel like getting on the aeroplane? Because you can look like a complete idiot and get a lot of exercise in, or if you wanna just be a normal person and not interrupt everybody, there's other things you can do. You know, you know what I'm going to say. What? <laughs> soleus push-ups. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we spoke about soleus push-ups. They're good for you. So what are they? Um, so say you're sitting at your desk, for example, or in an airplane chair, and you simply just like raise your heels. So they're like seated calf raises, but they use the muscle that the smaller calf muscle that gets used pretty much only when we're walking around. So it doesn't fatigue. So you can just sit there and do tiny little push-ups, and it's still, what did I say when we first spoke about it? It helps improve your metabolism and So it tricks else. your body to thinking that you're actually walking. Yeah. So it uses the same energy system as if you're walking, um, but just by sitting in your chair and lifting your heels up. So it stimulates that same muscle, and it, by stimulating that muscle, it simulates walking. Mm -hmm. So that's a great option. I'd recommend that. Um, from there, so obviously you're doing that in your seat. Next, I would say contracting your muscles. Oh, yeah. So flexing, like just going from your calf or your foot, flex, try and just flex every individual muscle all the way out your body. So do your calf, do your quads, do your glutes, do your core, do your obliques, try and do your lats. Just work your way up. Your sh and it's this is actually a really good thing to do with muscle, my muscle connection as well. So if even if you're not flying this is a good thing to be able to do to have that mind muscle connection to individual muscles so try and keep the rest of your body relaxed and you flex one muscle so that's another good option while you're sitting in your chair because although it's not much it is activating muscles yeah honestly i'm not the type of person that would get up in the aisle and do exercises i would 
we have we I don't think we've ever been on a flight. We haven't been on a flight in the last four years. Mm. But like now I would if we were to drive six hours, which is nothing in comparison to flying hours. for fourteen hours, but I would try my hardest to get like something in before or after. Mm. Because you might not have much control in what you can do on the plane, but you will have more control in what you can do before getting on the plane, after the plane. Like do while you're waiting in line, there's so much waiting in line at the airports. Do squats, do lunges, just cut like walk laps up and down. Yeah. Especially if you've got kids, walk them up and down as much as you can and tie them out. Mm. I don't know. I just think that you have more control before and after rather than yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would just be too embarrassed to exercise in the aisle. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You can do squats and push-ups and all that sort of stuff on the plane, but like I said, it just depends on how adventurous you want to get. Um, all I'd say is while you're on the plane, just every opportunity you get, move. Get up, get, get down. up. If you're in the window seat and you've got two people next to you, mm. every time somebody gets up, you get up. Yeah. Rather than trying to climb over one person, you uh, trying to climb over two people, you can climb over one person. It just gives you an excuse to get up. Whether you've got to pee or not, just get up and stand near the toilets maybe not too close after 14 <laughs> hours, but um, just walk around every time. Like, who cares if it's only for 10 seconds? Just get up, stretch your legs, sit back down. Yeah. Just as much movement as possible. Um, obviously you can do like self massage and all that sort of stuff. Like you could get like a, if, if you get a stress ball and squeeze the stress balls, that sort of stuff, just movement. Yeah. As much movement as possible. Like, if you were at home sitting on the couch watching movies for 14 hours, you'd get very restless and you'd want to move and you got the option to move. So just sort of think of, think of it like that. Just try and do as much movement as possible. Awesome. We'll leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully you've got something out of this episode. We went all over the place with this one. So if you did, as always, please pass it on to somebody else that you think will get something out of it as well. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.